right, I, I haven't got time to mark this motherfucker. Here we go again. We can't hear anybody. Nobody can talk to anybody. You guessed it, Pressure Points, with your two favorite hosts, I'm D, and this is my filter investigator, AJ. We're coming at you with Season 6, Episode 26, Lost Treasure of the Dutch Man. It's another high seas episode that AJ's whipping out with 1920s pirate daddy issues. So for additional content, find us on Patreon, Instagram, and pointsofpressure.com. Well, turn the fucking thing off, you dumbass. Perfect. I'll be starting a starting a side job working for pharmaceutical companies doing ads. Oh, per- See, in, I, w- I was thinking minute. you could be a, yeah. an auctioneer. Zero yeah. percent APR. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> be working for a f- fucking Ford truck month. <laughs> no, this is a Toyota Thon household. <laughs> oh, welcome back. It feels like it's been a lot longer than it really has for yeah. us. I mean, it's is it because we recorded shorter. three days earlier for the previous? Yeah, episode? but then we recorded on Monday for the exclusive. Oh, we did. So it's been the same amount of time. Oh, yeah, but it really. For has. talking to you freebies out there, it's been a longer time. Yes. Yeah, but we're back. We're we're here. back. We're here. Yeah, we're career career co- career career. Career. <laughs> career. Why do you say that so weird? Um. Yeah, we're I'm uh, I'm rearing ready to go. Yeah. Uh also I think only Patreon get the the lowdown of the end of your clinicals. Yeah, they do. My yeah. my final shitty experience. Yeah. It was wild. Like thirty people died on your last last shift. Yeah. It was crazy. Definitely. Uh, a lot of people did die, ended up dying on across my shifts. More than I than I thought. More than I expected. That's eh, all right. Yeah, no, it's you know part of the job. They're in a better place than you, Tom. They're right. they're they're in a better place than under my care. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. So you know, yeah. how you been? How's your week been? Oh yeah, not bad. Pretty pretty chill. I've been reading a lot more. Been nice. Taking it easy as usual. So yeah. What about you? Oh, you know, pretty good. Yeah, you finally been able to kick your feet up a little bit. No, no? not not yet. I mean, not as much as not the last a, yeah. fucking two months. Yeah, it's after this week. I think I'll I'll finally be kind of caught up. Yeah, because it it went from sh- the like super busy to then my work was super busy. Ugh, yuck! So it's just been one thing after another after another. But I think I think it's good. Yeah, I uh, you know we're. Planning a little trip where uh, don't spoil it too much because it still yeah. might get de- it might get it might get declined. Denied. It won't get denied. Yeah, You'll just request. no call no show. You can do one. Yeah, I mean I've done plenty. Yeah, you can do one just more. Call in, yeah. Yeah, just call in. We'll see. I've invested I, too honestly, much money for this. <laughs> I think it'll get accepted. It'll be all right. Better. I haven't even sent mine in yet. But I can send it in day of. They don't even care what about me fuck? anymore. Oh, yeah, you have your weird little thing. Well, they're just like, well, as long as you keep doing your regular work, you're already better than the people who are going to replace you. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, if you want a day off at last second, go ahead. But, yeah, I'm excited. Oh, yeah. yeah, the week after we get back is my work conference. Oh, yeah, that's right. Gross. That's too Nasty. bad. Like the day after? The Tuesday after. 
Fuck that. So that's going to be gross. Uh, so to preface this, we are potentially- No, we are. But more than likely going on a, a little hiking trip, a little, little trip. We're not going to say where or when so that you guys don't come ruin our camping and see our faces, which if you want to see our faces, go to our website. There you go. Um, but yeah, we'll talk about it when we get back. Yeah. Well, that'll be the whole three-day thing in a couple weeks. Yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah. I'm excited. I got uh, cool. Oh, this is what I was trying to remember before we started recording. I got my my hiking shoes and my hammock today. Hey. So sometime this week. Yeah, we gotta go. Test let me know, them. and we gotta go find a place with trees to go yeah. test them out. Your parents' backyard. <laughs> they already have a hammock up. <laughs> we'll just put it On slightly top. higher. Yeah, perfect. And we'll bring the step ladder. Okay, that way work. if it breaks, you just land in the other hammock. Perfect. We'll stack all three. Yeah. We'll do boop, boop, boop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I call being on bottom. Yeah. yeah. Woo. Bottom I call bunk. bottom. Bottom bunk. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. No. It's Dope. it's gonna be fun, and I don't know what we're gonna do about the episode that week, but we'll figure it out. I don't know. I yeah. can always. I know. It's mine, isn't it? Yeah. Do it early. Yeah. I I might do it early. We'll see. <laughs> I don't know. We'll figure. I have out. a final that week. Do both early. That day. But yeah, well, I'll, I'll probably do it early. I'll, I'll do it early. It'll, yeah, it'll, right. be we'll be it'll be fine. It'll be fine. But yeah, we're excited. So be good. we'll probably talk a little bit more about it next week as yeah. well as things get a little bit closer. But yeah, past that. Uh, I've been chilling. Yeah, just taking it fucking easy. I can't think of anything else that's really come up. Passed my pretest for my big test this week. So, yeah. Oh, actually, uh, there is one thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was going to talk about one sec. I had to tear out this fucking the tag on the tag, back of your yeah. shirt. I get that. While we were walking around Big Five, it kept slipping up, and I could feel it tickling the bottom oh, of my hair. I hate that. The only hair I have, because I only have a rat tail. For those of you that don't know what it <laughs> it's looks like, like I'm a Jedi. bald, and I yeah. have one rat tail in the back middle. Yeah, and if you want to see it, uh, pointsofpressure.com. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no, so uh, we've gotten a couple of requests to do this in the in the past a couple of recommendations from people um we have set up it's called buy me a coffee so it's buymeacoffee.com uh it's points pressure search it on there at points pressure buymeacoffee.com forward slash points pressure or go to our website or go to points and there's a little support us tab if you want to only do one-time supporting uh rather than a monthly thing i no shame in that. And if you don't want to do any of those, A-okay. If you would like to do a monthly thing, Patreon, points of pressure, extra episode a month, bunch All of sloppy of seconds episodes, bunch of stuff, check it out. At least just go to the page. It's cool. We'll talk about it at the end of the show a little bit more. What do you have for me today? All right. So this is the Lost Treacher. Treacher. Uh, this is off to a fantastic Tell start. me about the Dutchman. The Dutchman. Yeah. <clears throat> Well, his real name was Arthur Flagenheimer. 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 Flagenheimen. Oh, <laughs> pretty much. Uh, Flagenheimen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, really unfortunate name. So Arthur here, born August sixth, nineteen o one. Oh. So uh, parents were Jew- German Jewish immigrants. You don't say. I yeah, could have never with guessed. A, with a Fliegenheimer. <laughs> they got married in Manhattan in 1900. So they basically got married and had Arthur 
immediately. As is tradition in yep. the 1900s. Then he also had a sister named Helen, born in 1904. We literally do not see Helen for the rest of this story. I have hey. no idea. I could not find anything about it. As her. is tradition, fuck all Helens. Yep, that's true. <laughs> now I need to make a, instead of a fuck Balto sticker, it's a fuck it's Fuck Helen. Helen. Fuck it's the Helens. same picture, though. It's still Balto. <laughs> No, it's just a woman's face stretched Generic. into the AI. shape. AI, <laughs> yeah. I just drag and drop everything. Um, so at some point after 1904, but before 1910, Daddy Herman, his name was Herman, abandoned the family. I like to think that it was immediately after Helen was born. Probably. They saw it was a, it was a daughter and said, hmm. She came out. I'm going. He held her. He was like, whoa, that face could stop a truck. And just handed and just, it back yeah. to the doctor. He's I like, I away. need to go uh, get no, thank you. cigarettes. Put this back. Yeah. <laughs> so he abandoned them at some point. And at the 1910 the census, pretty much, at the 1910 census, she was filed as divorced. But in her citizenship application in 1932, she said that he had died in 1910. Okay. Wow. So she lied. Pretty much. Yeah, she did. (laughs) Because Arthur was pretty traumatized and always denied that his dad didn't, always denied that his dad left him. Poor little Arthur Arthur Flegenheimer. Yeah. (laughs) I like that we've said that last name 18 different ways. It's perfect. So, we don't really know what happens to him, but he probably didn't die. He probably did just walk out on them, and they're in denial, or she yeah. just lied about it because it's easier than saying, yeah, he, like, ditched me. He just got really fucking tired of writing that last name. Yeah. On birth <laughs> certificates. He's much. like, this is bullshit. I'm leaving town. I'm, I'm changing my name to Jones. Fuck yeah. this. Uh, and I really like Jim. <laughs> I'm going to live to be, like... 110 years old. The first name Adolf has a nice ring to it. Yeah. Adolf for, Jones. <laughs> the Jew. <laughs> for the, yeah. <laughs> so uh, he had to, of course, drop out of school to support his family. He starts working. In fact, he starts working for Clark Loose Leaf Company, which I think is T, a Caxton Press, American Express. <laughs> and then he started the Schultz trucking company in 1916 oh so he got involved with the mob no he starts he starts going by schultz <laughs> what why i have no idea why but because fleenheimer was a terrible name no uh, no offense to anybody out there who's got the last name fleenheimer if you do have that name please reach out to us on instagram yeah so we can make fun so of so with a picture of your uh, birth certificate or passport why just not both? for mine yeah just for my just for proof I'll send you a sticker if you do. Yeah, one. <laughs> one sticker. <You> one. <laughs> you get one sticker per form of identification. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. Credit card, two. Uh, one plus if you show me the three code on the back. The yeah, three we'll give you all code. of them if you subscribe on Patreon. Yeah, there you go. No, not. We're done with the the giveaway. No, no, no. If you also give us all of your oh, ID and stuff and all that and stuff. Yeah, yeah, there Patreon. you go. All right, so... Yeah, for some reason he starts going by Schultz. What a fucking Arthur phony. Schultz. Fuck you, Arthur. I mean, it's still German. I don't, he, he did the German him. side. I don't care. Fuck him. What year was it that he changed? Nineteen sixteen. What a bitch. Now that's when he starts the company. Oh, I don't know when he changed it. Probably day one. 
Probably. I bet, I bet the second he, he could he could read. You know what probably happened? He applied for the business license, and when he wrote out Fliegenheimer Trucking Company, he couldn't. He didn't have enough he, room. Enough there weren't enough boxes. He was just able to get Fliegenheim, and he was like, All right, uh, Schultz, "Schultz Trucking Company." <laughs> yeah. So he he starts. It's a pretty successful trucking company, but being the time period, you could manage a trucking company and still work at other jobs because managing it is just you know you have people taking care of it for you pretty much. So he I mean, starts, you could uh, manage and just leave it. Now, but people well, don't do that. No. They just get greedy. Yeah, Fuck exactly. Them. He wasn't greedy. Yeah. If there's anything I know about Fliegenheimers, about Schultz, <laughs> about the Fliegenheimers, they are not greedy. Fliegenheimers, two Schultzes. Yeah. They are yeah. not a greedy people. So he starts working for a nightclub that Whoa. was owned. Whoa, okay. Jesus. It was owned by a, a very small time mobster. I fucking knew it. Nobody, okay. Nobody gets involved with a trucking company. Pre nineteen fifty, unless you're in the mob, right? It's just, it's just a reality. But he's not in the mob thing. yet. Yeah, yet. Because <laughs> no. he hasn't killed someone for his initiation. So they, uh, he doesn't kill teams. anybody for his initiation. That, that's a that's, that's a more recent one. Yeah, he never becomes part, yeah, of, the never mob. Becomes part of the mob. No, so to to make extra money, despite owning a successful trucking company and working for the nightclub, he starts. Robbing the craps games. Yeah, but he's also paying tribute to the fucking mafia. Probably for his trucking company. That's why he has to work a second job. So he he's, you know, he's robbing craps games at his nightclub job. What a bitch. He starts burglarizing places wow. in the Bronx. He starts just being a burglar. A Fliegenheimer? A Fliegenheimer, never. I know. They would never. They would never, I know. <laughs> and he got caught burglarizing an apartment very early into his career. Dude got done got burgled. So at the age of Dude 18, he burgling. is sent to Blackwell's Island, which is an island prison. Yeah. Hell yeah. He starts causing trouble in the prison. I actually think Blackwell was uh one we talked about in Wonelli. Let me check. Blackwell? I think so. That's an insane insane asylum. Yeah. Yeah, this was a prison. Yeah. Did they have both? I think. Let me check. Oh, yeah, you look it up. So he's 18 years old. He's sent to this prison. He starts causing all sorts of problems within the prison. Yeah. Blackwell yeah. Blackwell Island. Was it? Yep. God damn. That's an accidental connection. Yeah. Go check out Woe Nelly. Probably my Education one of my favorite connection. connection. Probably uh, one of my favorite two parters. Woe Nelly. One of them. Uh, season two. No, season three, three, episode like nine and ten. Something like that. Check them out. Really good. So he's sent there. He causes problems. He gets sent to a work farm instead, where Ooh. he almost immediately escapes. Be honest, not a good look sending a German Jew to a work farm. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, this yeah. is pre World War Two, but post World War One. So, yeah, but who did it first? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, who did it first? Hitler did nothing wrong. Wait, no. So he, yeah, he gets sent to a work farm. He escapes. He gets caught almost immediately. His sentence is extended. For two more months, uh, and then he gets released on parole. Damn. So it it was like, oh, you get to try to escape, and that's fine. Oh, I was just off. Whoa, Nelly, season three, episode 10 and 11. 10 and 11. I always get my 9 and 11s mixed up. Yeah, same. <laughs> They're too close to each other. So he gets out. He's on parole. Early 1921. Uh-huh. He returns to Schultz Trucking, his company. Okay. 
where he starts to he takes the name the first name of Dutch. Dutch Schultz. So he is Dutch Schultz, which is really hard to say really quick. Dutch Schultz. Dutch Schultz. <laughs> Dutch Schultz. God. And I, I'd like to think that he just got bullied for the whole Fliegenheimer thing. Dude just has bad decent names. Let's just be honest yeah, here. Yeah, Dutch Schultz. Really, I mean, it, it Dutch works. Schultz Fliegenheimer. It, Dutch Schultz sounds like a like a brand of manly soap. Actually, technically, it would be Arthur Dutch Schultz Fliegenheimer. Because you'd have the quotes in the no, middle the, for Dutch no, Schultz. When, when his name's written, it's Dutch in quotes and then Schultz, last name. And then Dash Fliegenheimer. No, that was never mentioned. Nope, nope it is. By in me. your head canon, yes. By me. <laughs> <laughs> so he's, you know, he's out of prison. He obviously doesn't give a shit about breaking laws. No, what? He's He's got a successful trucking company and it's prohibition. Ooh. He, and he's got an in with the mob. Not fuck that. He just starts smuggling on his own. <laughs> he starts smuggling beer and liquor from Canada into New York without those crime connections. What a guy. He just starts doing it on his own. But he starts, you know, he starts meeting people involved. Because you don't make waves. You don't start bringing shit in no. without meeting some people. Man. So he starts setting up those connections. And... <clears throat> He, he makes a good amount of money. He's making some dosh. And for some reason that isn't explained, he leaves his company and starts working for a different trucking company that has, that is an Italian trucking company. Wow. For some reason. This. And I actually he, wonder if uh, he changed, if he changed his name so that he didn't come off as Jewish because. There were Jewish mobs and then Italian mobs. And, and so Irish I'm mobs. Sure, but yeah, yeah. And I'm sure he was trying to get away, like, the it, one it he was probably paying tribute to was the Italian mob. And probably, then yes. this gets his foot in the door a little bit better with, with them instead Could of be. The Jewish mobs. I right? wonder. Because Schultz is still overtly me. German, yeah. but yeah. it's less Jewish. Yeah. He looks German, <laughs> but he doesn't look Jewish, so he passes as a Schultz. There, yeah, it, it, it very well could have been. Yeah. So he starts working as a bouncer at the Hub Social Club. Fantastic. <laughs> at the Hub. So the Social, Social Club. Club. <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> and this club is owned by Joey No. It's N O E. So the fucking names. Joey No. Why does this sound like? like it sounds a like a story fanfic. written in Hustler magazine. <laughs> yeah, like a like an eighties Hustler. <laughs> And he, Joey, Joey, no. Joey no, God damn it, is a gangster. <laughs> He's involved in organized crime. He no. recognizes Schultz and his brutality and his ruthlessness. And he says, I like this guy. I'm going to make promotion. him a partner. Yep. And in these small gangs, being a partner, that's like oh, yeah, equal yeah, footing. Time. Like that's a, that's a big thing. You're yeah. not making your, your, you know, base pay you're not making your salary you're getting a percentage at that point yeah. so that's that's when it starts getting real so schultz is officially brought into the mobster world and they start their gang the the no schultz gang <laughs> which is kind of great and they a lot of it was just shipping booze and then they started opening more speakeasies okay they're making they're bringing in some cash Schultz himself would often ride shotgun in the delivery trucks 
to be the enforcer. Hell yeah. To protect the what shipments. A, what a tough What a nice guy. What a tough good that's guy. like that's like when your when your boss at Old Navy comes out and helps you fold the shirts at the end of the night. Yeah. And then beats the shit out of any customers that come in after after closing time. Yeah. <laughs> so, which means pure fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> Never happens. But in this case it did. <clears throat> But the the No Schultz gang starts butting heads with another small gang made up of a John and Joe Rock. John Rock oh, and Joe fucking, Rock. Are all of these guys <laughs> these porn names stars? Amazing. Jesus are, Christ. They are all porn star names, and it's so good. So John and Joe Rock were bootlegging, and they're- you The know, Rock Brothers. The Rock Brothers. Going after the No Schultz gang. Yeah. No, no and Schultz, they want to expand- and they're willing to, their idea is, oh, well, we're already importing a shitload of stuff. They can just buy it from us because their gang was more on the speakeasy side. And they don't have to run for their own supplies and we get a cut of all of their sales. Oof. Obviously, this is a better deal for No yeah. and Schultz. So John and Joe were, nah, we don't want to do this. The we don't want to do bros. this. Yeah, the Rock Bros. They start bumping heads a little bit. But eventually, John, the older brother, caves and says, okay, we'll, okay, fine. We'll buy some beer from you. Yeah. Whatever. Get off my back, essentially. But Joe. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck. Joe, that's Joe right yeah. there. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here, buddy. Joe did not want to make this deal. And because he's an equal partner, you know, that goes. That was just the AC turning oh. off. <laughs> the, uh,. Deal couldn't go through, so Schultz and No kidnap Joe Rock. Oh, God. This is going to go well. They, uh, Schultz takes him, beats the ever-living shit out of him, hangs him by his thumbs on a meat hook. Oh, ah! By his thumbs. Boonk! Ah! Then. Way better if he did two. Two they, meat uh, hooks. Maybe they did two. Yeah, fart. Yeah, like a, a fart. fart. And, you know, Ouch. maybe, uh, yeah, maybe they did two. Maybe they did one. I have no idea. Hurts. you don't want to go through his hands because then he looks like Christ. Yeah, you don't want that. Yeah. You don't want to make a symbol of him, not a neg yeah, not a positive want, symbol. You don't want a gangster with Christ holes. Yeah, you don't, you don't want to give them hope. <laughs> you want to destroy their hope. So to really nail it in, uh, so to speak, bada -bing. they wrap a bandage over his eyes. Why do they put meat hooks in his eyes? This bandage happened to be soaked in discharge from someone with gonorrhea. Ah! And they wrap it around his eyes. Yeah, that's the fucking spiciest pink eye he'll ever get. Yeah. He, his family pays, pays $35,000 for him to get him back. Oh, he's blind. And he goes blind from eye gonorrhea. Probably because he scratched his own eyeballs out. I would. Just scrubbing them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can only wash so much of that off, Joe. Yeah. So at that point, uh, that gang basically dissolved, and they met no further opposition in this time period. You don't say. I wonder. And they got extremely wealthy. It's huh. a way to do it. Schultz is a brutal motherfucker. I like it. So I, I kind of have this broken up into the different phases, the arcs of his crime life. So this moves on to a new arc. When's the drafted to World War II arc? You'll see. Yeah, I knew it. No, you didn't. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so they started to expand, and they were the only gang who could rival the five families of the mafia. Damn. Which, those are like 
at this point, they weren't considered the Five Families yet because that gang war that led to that the formation of the Five Families hadn't happened yet. It was just starting. But they were the only ones who could match the crime, the old crime families, which is crazy. That shows their power, like especially for considering, just being two people off the street, yeah, essentially. Yeah, exactly. With no connections Both to that starters. Shit. Yeah, so they they start butting heads with. Jack Legs Diamond, who we have talked about before. Fucking Jack Diamond. Yeah. Are you kidding Jack me? Jack Legs Fuck off. Diamond. Fuck off I'm with not... these, these bullshit names. I just went to chat, chat GPT and said, give me a bunch of male yeah. porn star names. Yeah. No, you said it. You said, give give me the plot to a, a fucking mob porno. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That takes place in the 1900s. And then remove, yeah. remove all, the, all the cock play. And give me one unique name. Yeah. <laughs> and immediately change it. Perfect. So they start, Jack Diamond is the leader of the Irish mob. One of the big, one of those huge mobs. Call him Jack Diamond because he had a diamond tooth. (laughs) No, because he had diamond legs. That's why they call him legs. (laughs) He got knee surgery and they put a diamond in there by accident. It fell off of the doctor's watch or something. Jesus Christ. So they actually started a bootlegging war with the Irish mob. (laughs) Which went on for a while, you know, it, it just, you know, small town shit where it's just a shooting here, a shooting there, run that truck off the road, sabotage that shit. Slingshot a couple dirty tampon pads over. Perfect. Not tampon some, pads, period pads over. Pew, pew, right at the eyes. tampon pads. Yeah, that too. Look, yeah. instead, of, instead of bullets in their fucking 1911s, they're just loading tampons in. It's just syphilis bullets. <laughs> Crab infested tampons. Yeah. Thump, thump, thump. Jesus Christ, they, these guys are insane. They start the war and the next year about, no, no. Sorry, October 16th, 1928. So for a good amount of time, they've been making a shitload of money and building their gang up. Well, that's exactly 70 years before your birthday. (gasps) Whoa. (laughs) But on this date, No was the target of a hit. He got shot multiple times. No. Like they, two dudes unloaded into him. No. Bullets, by the way. They unloaded bullets into him. He still stood up and shot back despite being shot like nine times like 50 cent yeah like 50 cent yeah (laughs) this was the original 50 cent let's go back and rename this 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 is bullshit there's so many just bullshit things tacked into this story oh he was he was hanging outside behind his nightclub and somebody walked up to his car and shot him nine times no this was a hit i know i'm just being being a smart Uh, ass he was able to fire back and he killed one of the attackers. Damn. The only the way they were able to confirm that is that when he was shooting at the car, the car swerved into a bunch of parked cars. The door got knocked off, and the cops found the car later with a corpse in the back. It was one of the hitmen. <laughs> Jesus. They just go, just put him in the trunk. Yeah. What the fuck? They just didn't take the body out. They're yeah. like, okay, whatever. So, uh, no died of infection. Uh, Pretty quickly, basically a couple days later. Infection-laced bullets. Infection, we'll get you yeah. every time. It's those syphilis bullets. <laughs> and Sepsis bullets. <laughs> Schultz was extremely distraught. And he changed his name. Yeah. As to his tradition. To No. <laughs> to Joey to No. To No Schultz. To No Schultz. No, they. he was pissed off. This was his friend. This was his mentor yeah. of this crime life. Partner. And he gets pissed. Uh-oh. 
And we know what happens when he gets pissed. The war continues to elevate over the next year. And let's Whoa, see. what war? Their gang war with the Irish mob. So I don't exactly know the connection between these, but essentially, the following year, Schultz ordered a hit on Arnold Rothstein, 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 who we've talked about in the Nat Arno episode oh. and in the Murder, Inc. episode. Okay. I think. I'm pretty sure we did. He's the leader of the Jewish mob. Mm-hmm. Told you. And Jewish mob. when I, I talked about lying. him last time, he was killed because of a revenge for a gambling debt. I found out that that was a cover. Wow. So the hitman. So it was fake news. It was fake news. Wow. You The hitman who shot this guy immediately after killing the Jewish kingpin called Schultz's attorney and then got a ride from Schultz's chief enforcer. He was then cleared of all charges of murder. Jesus. So it was definitely a setup to make it look like gambling debt so the cops yeah. wouldn't really Damn. You got go played like a fucking fiddle. Well, on that Wikipedia page, it did not say anything about this wow. angle. That's it crazy. does now. That's but impressive. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was. Now we got to go put an asterisk on that episode. Yeah. No. <laughs> so, yeah. It was, I mean, I, I do remember talking about like there was some ambiguity in his death, but. I yeah. don't remember that at all. I don't Schultz, recall that. Schultz, this dude <laughs> on the, <laughs> this this dude off the street. That's crazy. Parents parents are immigrants, just you know, in Manhattan, and he just put a hit out and had the leader of the Jewish mob killed. This guy zero to hero right here. Oh yeah, yeah. Like it, it glow up. Yeah. Startup fully. companies wish they were this guy. Yeah. Ten, top ten things the startup companies wish they would know. <laughs> Jesus. Um. Oh, there we go. I was like, so why did I write this? Puts this guy on a fucking pedestal. Yeah. I said October 1930. So this is two years after No was shot. Legs Diamond was shot five times in his hotel room. Five people, or five people, two people, kicked down the door, shot him five times. They left. He takes, he's an Irish bastard and says, well, if I'm going to die, I may as well die with the taste of whiskey on my breath. He takes two shots, walks out in the hallway, collapses. Somebody finds him. They get him to the hospital. He survives. (laughs) One of the cops was like, how did you, you got shot five times. How did you walk into the hallway? And he said, it was the whiskey. You know what he says? It was me lucky diamond. And he fucking flashes a tooth that's just got a diamond in it. He flashes his knee, (laughs) knee scar. (laughs) And he is brought to the hospital where he is stuck in there for two months recovering. Damn. In those two months, his gang is forced out of town. Makes sense. Interestingly enough, uh, Schultz's gang takes over a lot of their stuff. Damn, dude. So he, you know, he's essentially Man, wiped imagine, out the Irish mafia. Imagine how much better this entire story would be if he just if it was real. by Fleetenheimer. Oh. Right? The Fliegenheimer gang. <laughs> like, damn, dude, you the fucked no, up. The no Fliegenheimer you, you gang. You fucked it. You fucked up. Capish. So, Capish. So he got out. He's trying to... So he immediately starts to try to reclaim his territory. Jack Diamond? Yeah. Jack Legs. 
Yeah, Jack Legs, Jack Diamond Legs. Jack Diamond Legs? <laughs> no, Jack Legs Diamond? Doesn't work as well that way. He starts trying to take over stuff. Less than a year later, he's shot dead. He he never really reclaims his, and his in a, power. In a, couple, in a couple seasons, you're going to find out how he actually died. Yeah. In one of AJ's I'm going to do a full episode episodes. on him. No. In 1930, also... You know, when when all this stuff I was talking about before happened, Schultz had an enforcer, a high-ranking enforcer in his gang who said, enough was enough. I want to be a full partner because the weirdest thing was that his gang, most of the people operated on a flat rate salary, even the higher ups, which most of the time when you get, you know, beyond middle management, you start getting a percent no, no, that wasn't happening. He was taking a ton of money. So this enforcer was like, all these other gangs, I, I could be getting 5%? What the what fuck? What the fuck is this? So he demands, you know, I want this. Schultz says, go fuck yourself. Hell yeah. As you would. So this guy, his name was Vincent Cole. Balls of Steel. He starts his that's own his, gang. That's his middle. Yeah. It's Vincent, Vincent Balls, Balls of Steel, of Steel Cole. Cole. And it's C-O-A-L. To, no, it's to C-O-L-L. fucking Jack Diamond. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's he Jack becomes, Diamond's alter ego. He becomes Vincent Diamond oh, later shit. after a couple of years and some pressure. <laughs> so he turns. <laughs> he turns into Vincent. He turned into balls of Jack steel Diamond. Diamond. He turned into Jack Diamond after the hospital visit. Yeah. No, he. So oh, he forms no. his own gang, and the gang. Vincent go. The the gang isn't even doing like much bootlegging or crime shit. Their entire goal is to kill Schultz. Damn, dude. If I ever get into like the porn industry, I'm just going to go to this episode for all of my future porn Oh, names. my God. It's so good. Do a different Vincent name every Cole, time. Jack Legs Diamond. <laughs> <laughs> Fliegenheimer. Arthur Fliegenheimer. <laughs> uh, so that, that yeah. Great. They go into a two-year war that was extremely bloody. A lot of people die. A lot of people on thummy meat hooks. Yes, with with gonorrhea eyes. Ugh. I just like that they knew somebody who had gonorrhea <laughs> and said, "Hey, can you discharge on this yeah, bandage?" Yeah, they, they've always got one on payroll. Man. Yeah, they there's got a, one. There's always one. So, in 1932, Cole is in a, a pharmacy. Uh oh. And he gets a phone call, so he goes to the calls. yeah. So he goes to the to the phone booth, starts taking the call. Two of Schultz's enforcers walk in, spray him with bullets, Ooh. walk out, ending the gang war. Damn, with Tommy guns. Oh, probably. That's what they sound like for those non-Americans. Yeah, yeah. for those of you who don't know what Tommy guns are. Yeah. So now we're going into the post-prohibition era arc. The pro- oh, post-prohibition shit. arc. Okay. He's an anime character. Um... <laughs> This is two-piece. <laughs> yeah. He's extremely rich still. But Prohibition is ending, and so his main source of income is gone. And at this point, we kind of talked about it before, but there's kind of this scramble of, for all these crime families, how do we make money? Fuck, how do I make money illegally? How do I make more money? <laughs> yeah. And he, so he needed to make cash and enter Uh-oh. Otto Abadaba Berman. No! <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. No. 
the names no, the names no. kept getting so no, much better. No, I don't fucking you believe you. Google this shit. You can fact check me. His <laughs> name was Otto Abadaba Berman. <laughs> So good. Abadaba. Abadaba. I'm just imagining like the the mobster, like the way they would talk back in the day. Saying Abadaba. Abadaba. I can't I can't do it, but amazing. Fuck, dude. So this dude, he's a math nerd. Every good crime family needs a good math nerd. I would have taken him for a Flintstones nerd. Yeah, right? Abadaba. Yabadaba do. So he's an accountant. He's a math genius. And they team up and they make the Harlem numbers racket. Not to be confused with the Harlem Globetrotters. <laughs> yes, yes. Common misconception, not related. A so a numbers racket is where it's basically a three number lottery. Oh, okay. So you would the it gets kind of confusing <laughs> when I was writing it. I'm sure I can I can explain it a bit better. So the way you want to choose those numbers. You know, everybody, you're, you're, it's being run by a gang. Mm-hmm. So everybody's like, oh, it's going to be rigged. So to avoid that, because if people think it's rigged, they're not going to buy the tickets. Yeah. So it's three numbers. You buy a ticket. And then on specific days for the following week, one number will be pulled a day for three days. Oh. Okay. And that number is the last number before the decimal point in the total amount of bets placed from Belmont Park. That number is published in the newspaper oh, every day. Okay. So they'll say, oh, this much money was bet yeah. at the horse track of Belmont Park. Ending in nine. And nine the, is you the see the number. point. Yeah. Point and 67 yeah. cents. It's the number before that. I see. Okay. So that's the that third number and it will be pulled three times. Jesus. Specified. Kind of gets rid of that kind of conflict of interest because these are published numbers that can't be altered, you know? Yeah. Nobody come, becomes a fucking billionaire. <laughs> Because the likelihood of well, yeah, also three the numbers get down. repeated. Yeah. And you get to choose those three numbers when yeah. you buy your ticket. So yeah. that's against you, actually. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense? Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. It, I, I, didn't, it, I didn't know they people, did that. People did numbers rackets. It, it's very much pointed towards poor and working class people during this time period. Makes sense, yeah. Because it's like, oh, you throw a dollar in yeah. and you have... You have a legitimate chance of making some real cash. Throwing a shilling. <laughs> yeah. So Abadaba, <laughs> he was the genius behind this whole idea because he could look at the purchase ticket numbers and he could estimate how much Schultz would need to bet in the horse race the night before to influence those numbers to have the least amount of people to win. So he can look at it on day three, you know, before the numbers posted, or the day before day three, and say, oh, if you don't influence it, four people are going to win and we're going to have to pay out a lot of money. Yeah. So then he'll say, is it cheaper to to pay out those four people or to pay the a lot of money? It wasn't as easy as just paying $1 to influence that. Because you never quite knew where it was going to land. But yeah, they, it was like, how is it? He could basically figure out, is it worth it to throw a little extra to the horse race or to just pay it out? Jesus. And they rake in money. He was, Schultz was pulling in up to millions of dollars a These month. These pieces of shit are like, it's not rigged. It was rigged. It was 100% rigged. 
but they made it look like it wasn't. Yeah. And that's the crazy part. Berman, sorry, Abadaba was paid for his work. He was paid $10,000 a week, which was, Damn. which that's $175,000 a week today. Jesus Christ. Shitload of money to be the math nerd. Fucking hell. It's like 10 mil a year. Could you imagine? I can't. Jesus. So classic organized crime form. He's making shitloads of money. The gang is making shitloads of money. It's all tax free. It's all cash because they don't have credit cards. You can't, you know, buy with store credit. Yeah. He's like, how can I make more money? So he does the classic extort local businesses. Yeah. But he does it in a in an amazing way. He doesn't have the access of, you know, the um, what's that called? The the dumpster business. The uh, waste management. Waste management. He doesn't have that system. The Italians have that mark marked down. Right? Yeah, Pretty sure it's yeah. the Italians. Yeah. So he start he forms a workers union. Always. They and always he do. forms a business association. I fucking the worst the worst thing, like as much as I love mafia stories and I love like crime syndicates, the worst thing they ever did was get involved in labor unions mm-hmm. because then it just made them look like scams. Yeah. Whereas it really has like it was really fucking beneficial for these workers, but it also wasn't because it was run by the mob. And it's like, yeah, like it would still be beneficial today. Oh, yeah, yeah. Even if it was run by the mob, it'd still be better than what people are getting. Except in this case, join join your local labor union. So he starts to extort these local businesses through an enforcer called Julie Martin. Huge dude. That's like that was his description. A mammoth of a man. A mammoth. Huge dude. Julie Mammoth Martin. So, yeah. Now they're mammoth. starting to sound like wrestler names. <laughs> yeah. Abadaba versus Julie Mammoth Martin. <laughs> Abadaba versus Mammoth. <laughs> oh, God. So Martin goes to the businesses and says, you are going to join this business association. Or I'll give you And there are fees to join. Uh-huh. But... You have protection. You It's basically a union for businesses. Yeah. If they say no, he says, okay, I'll see you. I'll see you later. You know, I'll see you soon. And then the local union would strike. They would demand insanely high wages. And they would start throwing stink bombs through the different company <laughs> windows. And then if they joined... The unions would back off. The unions would often actually negotiate a lower wage as the benefit for joining it, and then they rake in the membership fees for the for the association. Yeah. So that's that's the way they kind of handled it, which I thought was a pretty interesting way to handle it because it that money is now you don't have to launder it. Yeah, it's it's clean. through the association. That's clean money right there. So pretty quickly after doing this. Schultz found a disparity in his accounting. Uh-oh. $70,000 was missing. Uh-oh. In, you know, 1930s money. Abadabba, is what's going on? Great Depression money. <laughs> so that's, that's, that's a lot of money. seven weeks of Abadabba's pay, by the way. Yeah. So, almost two months of Abadabba's yeah. pay. Uh-oh. So someone's skimming off the top, and he wanted to figure out who it was. He suspected it was Martin. He trusts his chief enforcer. He's had his chief enforcer since the beginning with no. 
he trusts his his higher ups, but he doesn't quite trust Martin. So he pulls Martin in for a meeting, and at this meeting, he has his chief enforcer, Bo Weinberg. Okay, a little bit more believable. I don't know his his uh, slang name, <laughs> and uh, an attorney by the name of Dixie. It was just Big Bo Weinberg. Yeah, Big Bo Weinberg, and his attorney, uh, Schultz's attorney. And he's basically sitting there. They're both drinking excessively. And he's saying, I know you took the 70K. I know you took it. If you tell me now, I'll treat you better than if you continue to lie to me. Martin's saying, no, no, no. I didn't take anything. I didn't take anything. After hours, he finally said, okay, I did take like 40K. But it's because you underpay me. And in a flash, Schultz grabs his pistol out of his waistband, pop, puts it in Martin's mouth, pulls the trigger, and sets it down. Turns to his attorney and says, hey, I'm sorry I murdered somebody in front of you. Ah, attorney client. Confidentiality. confidentiality. Yeah. He's, he's, he's in the clear. But it, it was just Except like... Except for Big Bo. In in a flash. Yeah. It was just, bam, dead it's on the fair. floor. I'm sure it wasn't the first time he's done that. No, definitely not. So... They have to, so the attorney leaves and they're like, oh, we got to get rid of this body. The attorney's like, hey, don't forget to clean up the blood. I don't want to have to defend you on this one. I don't know anything. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. They find the body of Julie Martin later. It's in the newspapers because he's, not only is he shot in the brains, but he's completely lacerated in the chest. Like he's been stabbed multiple times. The attorney goes to Schultz and basically says, why was he like cut up? Like, I don't see where those injuries came from. Gambling debt. No, nah, he said, Schultz just looked at him and said, I cut out his heart. And then and that was the end of it. He just, he cut out Martin's heart for Jesus some reason. Jesus Christ. This guy was brutal. Yeah. Like, this guy was super brutal, which is why he was so successful. So in the 30s, you know, the kind of mid, early to mid 30s, Thomas Dewey starts to target Schultz. Thomas Dewey is, he made many attempts not attempts. He was very successful at catching gangsters. He caught Lucky Luciano. He sounds like who a we talk about top. in Nat Arno. He who we talk about in Murder Inc. or Crime Inc. Murder Inc. That's the Murder name. Murder Inc. Yeah. Yeah. Lucky Luciano. He was the guy in prison who they were kind of talking to to figure who kind of organized all this shit from prison. Super high up mobster. Dewey put him away. So Dewey starts to target Schultz for tax evasion. He hears about the lottery. I'll always get you. It's all tax-free. Well, it's under the tables. Yeah. Yeah. And they want their tax. So, <clears throat> Dewey targets him. Schultz becomes indicted. He becomes a fugitive in 1933. November 1934, he surrenders. He is brought to trial, where he is caught bribing the jury. The jury are hung. Uh, on the de- on the decision, they got huge penises. <laughs> now they they you know they can't come to a decision. It leads to a retrial because they basically figure out, oh, he bribed this jury. Like what the fuck? Jesus. So they move the location of his second trial, and he starts going around to local businesses and donating money. He starts to donate toys to children who are in the hospital. He's got to look good. He starts donating to local charities. The trial happens, and he's acquitted. Yep. Oh, yeah. It's the best way to save face. 
at this it's time. good in the public eye, man. Oh, yeah. The mayor of New York was pissed off and basically said to the cops in New York, hey, if he steps foot here, arrest him. Because I'm sure after he did all that good shit during the trials and shit. They took it back. There were just a ton of people outside the courthouse like, don't throw him away. Don't put yeah. him away. Just because he's done well, so much for the he, community. His, the shit that he did to the community impacted the jury for sure. Oh, absolutely. So he starts, uh, the, so he's basically, I can't be based in New York anymore. Yeah. He moves his headquarters. To Chicago. <laughs> but he's still, yeah, nah, he starts, uh, his legal fees are kind of going up during this time period and before this, which is increasing the strain on his gang. He even tried to do the uh, legal defense fund thing, mm-hmm. and he kind of cuts the pay of people, and his gang unionizes and strikes against him. Oh, nice. And then he reverts and says, I'm so sorry, guys. Like, oopsie It won't happen again. <laughs> so there, there's a little bit of contention there, and his legal fees are going up and up and up and up. And his chief enforcer, Bo Weinberg, been with him since the beginning, didn't know what to do. He, uh, you know, he was a little bit, just this is before the acquittal. He goes and he gets in contact with one mobster who gets in contact with another. And basically he gets a meeting with Lucky Luciano. Oh. In prison, essentially. And uh, and he says, you know, what do I do in this situation? Luciano says, well, he goes and says, I could take over this gang, probably. Like if he gets thrown in jail. In prison, I could take over this gang and keep running it. Lucky Luciano says, ah, I want to take it over, break it up, and then take it over with my operations. Yeah. So they're kind of moving in on Schultz's turf before this second trial. And they're kind of like, oh, he's spending a lot of money donating to these charities. So Luciano's men are in place to take over the gang. Oh. To do a couple hits, take it over. And then he gets acquitted. He's, he's had his time. Yeah, exactly. But he gets acquitted. Oh. And nobody was expecting it. Yeah. So Schultz figures out what Luciano's up to and organizes a meeting with um, with the National Crime Syndicate, which we talked about in Crime Inc. Yeah, yeah. So they do a meeting. He says, what the fuck? Why were you trying to take me over? And Luciano just says, you know, I, I was just eyeing up the shop before it went up for sale. I'm a man of business. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> it. And the the National Crime Syndicate basically said, you need to publicly acknowledge that. That, yeah, that's all he was doing. There was nothing wrong here. So he is, but he's embarrassed. Interestingly, Bo Weinberg disappears after leaving a nightclub and is never seen again. Who could have ever expected yeah, that? Yeah, right? Uh, Schultz, he probably Jesus. got worse than gonorrhea yeah. blindness. <laughs> he got AIDS blindness. <laughs> Real they early. Two needles it's patient in each zero. <laughs> It's patient zero. Yeah. So uh, Schultz later, you know, a little bit later, went to the National Crime Syndicate and requested a hit on Thomas Dewey. Basically, in the National Crime Syndicate, it's it's an organization of all the crime families and basically any big... I talk about a lot more in Crime Inc. Mm-hmm. It's like a, a they, crime collective. Yeah. Mafia collective. So if you're going to do a, a high-profile hit, you got to clear it with these guys. Yeah. And in fact, you it's don't so even they're... have to hit them yourself. You go through them, and then you can hire Crime Inc. to just... It's a professional hitman company. Mm-hmm. So they go. He says, I want Thomas Dewey dead. He's hounding me. He's still after me, despite my acquittal. 
I need him dead. And they say, no, we can't kill Thomas Dewey. He's too, he's too high profile. He's too high profile. He almost won a presidential election. Jesus. He almost won two presidential Damn. elections. Against he's, who? Uh, oh, fuck. Eisenhower. Truman or something? Oh, okay, well... <laughs> After this, yeah. After this, but like to show where he's going, like yeah, he's he's yeah, a, he's, he's into he's politics. He's a nationally recognized he's, name. You can't he's a nationally recognized name because he got lucky, Luciano. Yeah. So they say no, and he almost don't got do that. Schultz. So Schultz says, "Fuck you guys! I'm gonna kill him anyway." Oh, yeah. in anger. Oy. And that's a that's a big mistake. You do not nah. defy the National Crime Syndicate. Imagine John Wick's Crime Syndicate. In the 1950s. Oh, you know, that that's pretty much it. Jesus. So they... You know what the problem with Fliegenheimers are? They always shoot for the fucking moon. Yeah. <laughs> Fuckers. Goddamn Fliegenheimers. Typical Fliegenheimer. Typical Fliegenheimer. <laughs> so he, he storms out, and he goes to Murder, Inc. directly and says, Hey, stake out Dewey's apartment. You see him, kill him. Yeah. Crime Inc. is in the loop with the National Crime Syndicate. It's basically, they're, that's the parent company. Yeah. Like, so they just go to the National Crime Syndicate and say, hey, we got a hit for this guy that you guys said is off limits. Like, you know, it was Schultz. We know who did it. So the National Crime Syndicate has a clandestine meeting where they decide to put a hit out on Schultz. They say, it is time to kill the Dutchman. Yeah, it's only fair. You gotta kill the Dutchman. On on October 23rd, 1935, Schultz is in a restaurant. He's got his new chief enforcer. He's got his personal bodyguard. He's got abba-dabba. He stands <laughs> up. He goes to the bathroom. Two Crime Inc. hitmen walk through the back. Shoot up all his people. Shoot him in the bathroom. In fact, uh, one of the guys, his his personal bodyguard, was shot in the. I, I think I was reading that it pierced an artery in his neck. Oh, and he st- stood up and shot back. Jesus, <laughs> and hit some of them. Um, two of the guys. Otto was an older guy. He was in his forties. That's old for that time period. <laughs> yeah, and he he got shot. He died very quickly. The other two guys who were still out there, the chief enforcer and the bodyguard, shot back, shot them a lot, uh, injured the hitmen quite a bit. Yeah. In fact, it was so crazy that the getaway driver only got one of the hitmen and the other one had to run on foot. Jesus. <laughs> and uh, Schultz got hit when he was in the bathroom. Down on the toilet. So he walks out to the chaos that is... You know, a restaurant that just got hit. Yeah, bleeding all over the place. He's sitting there, and he's basically just saying, someone call me an ambulance. What have I done? Someone someone just call me an ambulance. Ambulance shows up. They triage the scene. They say, we got to take Abadaba and the bodyguard first. They're the most injured. They take them. Second ambulance shows up, takes the next two, including, uh, including Fliegenheimer. Yeah. Fliegenheimer actually... To the the medic who shows up, who at this time, these are like untrained people. They just scoop them up and bring them to the hospital. Gives them $3,000 and says, I don't need this where I'm going. I'm I'm dead. Yeah. They get to the hospital. Can you imagine? Uh, I wish. Three grand tip. Abba Dabba is dead. 
Damn. Bodyguard goes under surgery, and then the surgeon, one of the best surgeons in the city at the time, Kills looks at him, him and says, I don't even know how to help this guy. I don't know how he's alive. He's got pierced arteries, and he's still going. Which one is this, Bo? Uh, the, no, Bo disappeared. Oh, oh. This is the bodyguard, personal bodyguard. Oh, okay, yeah. With a very confusing name that I left out on purpose. Wow. Yeah. It wasn't any, It wasn't Abba Dabba level. Damn. wasn't Jack Diamond. Yeah. <laughs> Legs Diamond. <laughs> so he dies on the table because they just don't know what to do. Jesus. The, this his, man has more organs than any other human being. <laughs> his enforcer dies. Um, they keep Schultz alive for a while to the point where that, that guy who got the three grand actually turned it in because he was worried... Uh, that Schultz that would come back for still it. Be alive. So they sh- they show up. He's in there. He's gotten some surgery, but he's not doing good. His last words yeah. are hilarious. You should look them up because you can tell he's just confused. He's completely out of it. They don't make any sense. Yeah. What are they? <sighs> You're gonna make me fucking. Why didn't you write it down? Because I, I wasn't. I was gonna leave it out and not mention it. Oh. But I've got it right here. Wow. It's gonna leave it out, but then you do mention it. Yeah, because it was funny. Okay, ready? Yeah. <clears throat> his last words to his w- wife. Yeah, to his wife. The headstone does say Fliegenheimer, by the way. I hope so. And he's buried in a, I think, a Catholic cemetery. But his mother requested that he have, like, the Jewish shawl, too. So that's confusing. Yeah. But his last words were, A boy has never wept, nor dashed a thousand kim. You can play jacks, and girls do that with a softball and do tricks with it. Oh, oh, dog biscuit. And when he is happy, he doesn't get snappy. What is and this? then he died. This sounds like the fucking bridge in a, like, a Midwestern emo band song. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? The craziest thing about this whole story is that uh, Schultz slash Fliegenheimer's doctor was... His father. Oh. Yeah. And when he That's saw the crazy. name, the reason he didn't do enough to save Schultz was because he recognized the freaking He's it. like, this motherfucker, even in death. <laughs> <laughs> no. So he, he died of peritonitis, actually. Hey! Interesting. Hey, throwback. Yeah. Right? And, you know, probably blood loss and all this stuff. And Should it was have operated discovered- on himself. He would have been fine. It, so his net worth at the time of his death was about seven million in nineteen in depression yeah. dollars. Depression dollars. That's the normal <laughs> DDs. Yeah. DD double Ds. So it was also discovered that he and his wife had never gone through an official marriage ceremony. Oh shit. So that she made doesn't it, get any money. So that made it real confusing. Plus the existence of another wife emerged, oh, potentially, yeah, 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 because yeah, they found yeah. a bunch of letters and pictures of another woman and children in his hotel where he was staying in Newark throwback fighting hey. Jew of Newark. They had to do a, a three number lottery for everybody. Yeah. All of his wives. See who got the money. They never resolved it because the common law wife, the current wife that we know about it, never talked about it. Wow. And then the other woman never came forward in the pictures. There were also two other women who were called to the Jesus. morgue to receive his affects or his effects. And but their identities were never discovered. They basically just said, "Oh, we're supposed to call these people." They show up, get his stuff. Good God! And despite being worth seven million dollars, they never found any money. 
I'm sure somebody besides that three grand. Like all of it. No, remember that the episode, the title episode, the lost treasure of the Dutchman. I don't know. There's an addendum. Oh, okay. Postscript. Uh, almost. We're almost to the oh, postscript. Okay. Also, on that night, there were other assassination attempts of other higher-ranking members of his gang. The it was very clear that the idea was that yeah. Lucky would, uh, Luciano would hit the other members after Crime Inc. took out the leadership to take yeah. it over. But some of them, a, a good amount of them survived, and the gang kind of continued to a point. Can't imagine for very it was, long. It was never to the point of Schultz's yeah. reign of terror, but it didn't immediately get wiped out like they were planning. Damn. And that's the episode. Damn. Postscript. The treasure. There's $7 million missing. Schultz knew that Dewey was going to get him on something eventually. Yeah. He was just acquitted, but he knew Dewey wasn't going to just give up. So he's like, all right, I got to hide some of my cash. So he and his bodyguard purchase an airtight and waterproof safe. (laughs) They pack away $7 million of cash and bonds into this safe. Dump it in the hood. It's $150 million today Mm -hmm. for inflation. Damn. He and his bodyguard alone drove it somewhere northern Michigan, Michigan, New York, upper New York in the Catskills Mountains potentially. Buried it, and they didn't tell a soul, and they died very quickly after. If they didn't tell a soul, how did we find out about it? No, they didn't tell a soul where it was. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Bastard. No, they, so yeah, they're somewhere. There's a safe full of a shitload of money. Those are old bills, too. It's worth oh, yeah. a hell of a lot more than I Exactly. Million. That's just straight cash. Yeah. So they, somewhere, and his rivals tried to find the safe. Oh, I'm sure. He's like people since then are still looking for the safe. There's people, you know, metal detecting all over northern New York trying to find this. Doesn't exist. It would be funny if it didn't, but he had a shitload of money. Where would it have gone? Because he wasn't planning to die. I mean, I he was planning to go to prison for 10 years and then come back and have $7 million. I would imagine that, at least like the way I think of it, just burying seven million dollars whether you're gonna go to prison or not like you got off the one time yeah but i can't imagine burying it would be a very what are you gonna do put it in a bank that just failed yeah yeah no i'm just saying he's got it off to the side and then as soon as people find out that he fucking dies like he had an entire mob behind him word gets out he's dead they just start skimming it everyone's fucking grabbing a shitload of it out of their wherever their headquarters were and it disappears but it's just no but in all of his they put it in a safe. It, it is documented that they did purchase this safe and they told people about it they said yeah. oh yeah i'm driving up to it's just drop to this money people off think it's but it's why a would they do distraction it's a distraction how so that everybody's out looking for the cash meanwhile he's dead yeah, I mean he's dead now, but he wasn't dead when he bought the fucking safe and planned what like his little scheme. I I I don't I don't I don't. Uh, I don't think it's real. I think I, it's, it's definitely I think it's real. A facade. I think it there's was, literally no. I think reason it was to that. get people off his trail. He was gonna disappear. There's nothing on his trail. Yeah. 
He's going to disappear. No, he wasn't. The yeah. entire idea was that he would just go to prison. No, nah, he was going to change come his back name and retire. Again. He was going to change his name again. Yeah, he was going to be walk walk away with seven million. Uh, Texas Ranger <laughs> McGillicuddy. Yeah. yeah, exactly. No. Yeah. No. no. The money. The money's out there somewhere. Yeah, there's a documentary on it, and all documentaries are fact-checked. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I mean, I could see it being the case. Like, mobsters are weird as shit with their money. But yeah, the, at the same the time... The whole idea was to just bury it, go to prison, yeah, get out, and, and be able to retire. Yeah. That's that's really the whole plan. And he's not the only gangster to have buried money. Oh, yeah, no. Or there, there are even people who just... I have a shitload of money. I don't want nobody else to have it, and they just destroyed it. I think it's an old wives' tale. It isn't. I think it is. You're wrong. No, nah, I've seen the documentary. I've known this episode What's it for called? years. It's called Digging if, Dutch. If you don't know, I don't actually. If know. you don't know, you don't need to see it. <laughs> what a what the biggest non-answer. I love that. Oh shit! No, that's crazy. No, it's it's pretty interesting. I started off on a Wikipedia list of treasures <laughs> and Jesus. this is this is one that's called partially confirmed uh, which means saw, they have evidence Dutchman, of it but it's never like, been oh, proven because it's never been found yeah it's like i said it's not real okay you're right they just they just had a specialized safe built for no reason <laughs> <laughs> i just love it because you always you. i know i know i love it because you, you'll always just say something and i'm like what's just to get under it your doesn't skin doesn't make sense Oh, shit. That's crazy, though. Speak with logic. That's I what did. we speak I here. I just did. <laughs> no, you didn't. It's at coming least, out of your mouth. At least mouth. I didn't lie in a previous episode about how someone died. <laughs> I would never lie. Oh, I like it, though. That's crazy. Yeah, no. It's, dude, the, I, mobsters during this time period were fucking crazy. You know what we should do for our hiking trip? We should go to the cat's Go to a bank. With your, with your with my metal, <laughs> with detector? metal detector. Yeah. Hell yeah. And we'll look at roadmaps from 1935 <laughs> and Jesus. just follow those. Yeah, right. Oh, crazy shit. Well, not bad. I'm sure the inside rusted. Like one of them sneezed and it was just enough moisture inside to corrode the inside and ruin all the money. Yeah, just fucking, <laughs> you open it and it's just dirt that pours out. Yeah. Oh, it was sand all along. Ah, oh, I guess D was right. <laughs> yeah, I told you it was fake. <laughs> I love treasure there hunting is, stories. No, though. it wasn't that somebody sneezed in there. There was one remaining gonorrhea pad. Yeah, no, <laughs> it just ruined everything. My secret one of the dollar bills had a, had gonorrhea on it. <laughs> no, oh shit. Well, uh, well, yeah. Check us out on Patreon. We uh, give you an extra episode every single month. We got sloppy seconds on there. Twenty plus of those. AJ's working on a series called Voices, and. Uh, yeah, you get some other benefits, like, I don't know. Check it out. Click on it. Yeah, go, go look, look at it. it. Uh, and then, like I said, on our website, click on the uh, support us if you would like to. Um, That's also go a good check way out to our, find uh, it. Buy me a coffee. Is well. it pointsopressure.com forward slash support? Did you check it? I'm fairly certain, yeah. But it's on the website. It's just yeah, yeah. That is the, the support us page. That's the link. Yeah. Or is then, it yeah. forward slash support us? It's support us. Okay, fine. I guess we're gonna. I'm gonna have to run that by the board. Mini okay. D, Toddle Waddle, and Weston. You like that segue? No. <laughs> uh, fuck you. It's cunty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit. So they they're the board. They uh, make all the decisions. 
They they greenlit this buy me a coffee thing. <laughs> they get a cut. You can't prove that I said that though. <laughs> it was AI. And then of course we've got Abby, AJ's third nut, Kitty Titties, Thomas, Dark Runner, D's Nuts, G Dog, Hayden, Laravo, and Lindo. Thank you guys so much for being here. We really do appreciate it. Yeah. We're gonna be able to do a lot in yeah. this coming year. We really, really appreciate you guys. Holy shit. It's crazy. It is so fantastic. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks again. And uh, yeah, as as always, if you guys ever have any Ass. recommendations for music, TV shows, movies, books, articles you find, if you want to send memes, just fucking anything you find that you would like to send our way, by all means, reach out to us on Instagram at points o pressure. Or email us at ppdnaj at gmail.com. Or go to our website and click on the Contact Us page. And we'll catch you guys next Monday.